You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. God to have understanding that is just. Understanding that is just is awareness or knowledge according to God's word written and revealed need to have understanding when it comes to dealing with life based upon God's word. I don't want to deal with life how I understand it. Because biblically, I am told in Proverbs 3, not to lean to my own understanding. But to acknowledge God in all my ways, and he will direct my, my path. My understanding needs to be just or based upon God's will. A person whose understanding is just understands many things based upon the scripture. But two things in particular I want to point out is, is number one, we understand the necessity of salvation. Not just salvation in the sense of being born again, but salvation in the sense of making sure that we rely on God when it comes to our deliverance, our protection, and our prosperity. I want to make sure I talk to him every day in order for him to, to protect me. And to cause me to prosper. I want to do it every day because, because I want my life in every aspect to be productive. I want to be a prosperous person. Not just every now and then, but every single day. Not just in one or two aspects, but in every, every aspect. Second... A person that has understanding that is just knows the significance of being spirit-led. If I'm led by the spirit, he is going to guide me 
into all truth. So, so I don't have to debate, worry, or get frustrated because he's going to tell me whether I need to go right, left, or whether I need to say yay, nay, and so forth. Going to guide me into how much truth? And so I, I have to have the awareness, the understanding based upon the scripture. I have to have it. And, and so let's just consider a couple of, couple of uh, texts in reference to understanding. Because we understand that, that uh, we need it, right? Okay, so let's consider first Psalm 1. 11, Psalm 111. Psalm 111, verse 10. Latter part. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. God tells you to give, that's a command. And so, if you do what he tells you to do, you're going to have a good understanding. He's going to make you aware of why he commanded you to give. He's going to make you aware of why he told you to do particular things in reference to your body. You're going to have a good understanding why you need to stay away from certain things and certain folk simply by doing what God tells you to do. Obedience is important because obedience says that you love God. Remember what Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. You'll do exactly what I tell you to do. But let's, look, let's consider another scripture in Proverbs, Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13. And um, verse 15. First part of the verse, Proverbs 13, 15. Ready? Good understanding gains or produces favor. Good understanding gains, produces, causes, or creates favor. Favor is kindness. Support. Favor from a divine standpoint is when God gives you something you didn't work for. It's when God just decides to bless you because of how good he is. God is a God of favor. 
The reason we have what we have is primarily because of his faith. The reason you are still living is because of his faith. The reason you, you are no longer feeling the pressure that you used to feel daily is because of his favor. Folks say favor is not fair, but favor is just. Favor is just because it's according to God's word. So we're we not interested in it not being fair. We, we are interested in favor being just. And if you live right, live according to his word, you will experience God's favor. Yeah, you'll get it even though your credit says you should. You'll see how God will cause your enemies to be made your footstool. You will hear come out of your enemies now. I don't know why I'm doing this for you. You shouldn't get it, but I'm going to do it. You know why, because God promised you he's going to make your enemies your footstool. I don't know why you didn't get hurt in, in this, how you came out without a scratch. You know why you came out without a scratch, because he promised you no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Man, she looked good. She doing good. How in the world is she looking so prosperous? Because that's God's wish. And his wish in part is his favor. Third John 2 says he, he desires, he wishes a praise that we will be in health. That we will experience good even as our soul prospers. He wants it for us. And, and so you have to understand that, that this is part of your understanding. You don't ever want to be to the point to where you, you're trying to figure out why good happening to you. You want to know point blank that it's because of him and his, his written and revealed will. You don't want to be walking around like you walked around as a sinner talking about, you, you know, something told me not to do such. You don't want, no, something don't need to be a part of your vocabulary any longer. You know who told you not to go that way. Yeah, you want to give God the credit. That's the reason we say all the glory, all the honor, and all the belongs him you want to make sure you know it and, and, and when you have an understanding of God such as what I'm talking about you'll depend on him when all is going well and when everything that can go wrong is taking place you're yet looking for his help you're like David you've gotten to the point to where you just gonna look to the hills you just gonna look to your mighty God because you know that's where your help comes from. Matter of fact, if that be true, just tell somebody, I know where my help comes from. <laughs> tell them where. It comes from who? It comes from who? And so it's very, very 
very important to recognize the blessing of not just having understanding, but having understanding that is just or based upon God's word. And as children of God, we further need to know that just because we have been blessed with divine understanding, we are not above rebuke. Woo! You are not too good <laughs> to be rebuked. Especially from a pastoral standpoint. Part of my job as a pastor is to show you your error, sin, wrong. A shortcoming. In order. To make you better. In order to make you better. Never need to think. You done been in church too long. And you shouldn't be rebuked. You're not God, so there will always be room for improvement. And, and though you may like a sugar daddy as a pastor, Someone who is always giving you something that makes you feel wonderful. As long as I'm led by the Holy Spirit, that will never be the case. I will be telling you the truth week in and week out. <laughs> no, you may, you may. You may want to hold them claps because it will be personal. You don't have to say, well, seem like pastor was talking about. No, ain't no seem like. I was. God told the prophet, he, is he got to let my folks know about their sin about their shortcomings told another prophet cry loud spare not lift up your voice like a trumpet well get this in Zion 
amongst God's people. And, and see, we got to be mature so that when rebuke comes, we never allow it to cause us to run. Or act immature. Because again, when, when, when you receive it, especially from, again, a shepherd's standpoint, your error is being pointed out in order for you to be better. How? In every aspect of your, of your life. Y'all okay? And so it's extremely important um, for me to really deal with rebuke for a minute. Now, the primitive root of rebuke is to be right. And that's what re rebuke from a divine standpoint does. It helps you to, to get right. I said it, it helps you to get If, if it's pointing out to you that cussing will take you to hell and you stop cussing, guess what? It's helping you get right. If hating everybody is, is being immature and, and the word lets you know that you hating on everybody is just childish, and will cause you not to become grown up. It'll help you get right. Where well, is that really true, Pastor? Yeah, Paul said when I was a child, I thought as a child, acted like a child, so forth and so on. But when I became grown, I put away childish things. And so, if I am to be right, it's going to take some rebuke. Yeah, it's going it's to take rebuke. And, and some of us, uh, you're, you're like me. You came from street. You got to have a word that's going to keep you straight. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I know you've been in church for a while, but... Your roots are the street. You got to be reminded about certain things you used to love to do. Right? And so let, let's consider, consider a couple of things in reference to rebuke as it pertains to the scripture. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 9. And, and I, want you to keep, I want you to keep in mind uh, Proverbs, our main text, Proverbs 19 and 25. That is very important that when you are a person of understanding, 
that you get rebuked. Now, that's just part of the verse. But I want you to keep that in mind for now. All right? All right, let's go to Proverbs 9. Y'all there? Y'all waiting on me, aren't you? That's good. Consider uh, Proverbs 9 and 8. Latter part. And let me know if this is talking about you. Rebuke a wise person. And he or she will love you. You know what I like to ask you sometimes? You love the past? (laughs) Get this. Rebuke who? A wise person. And he or she will love you. If I rebuked you and you lead the church mad at me, and I'm the main topic at dinner that night, you hating on the pastor. Yeah, based upon this verse right here, right? Rebuke a wise person, and he or she will what? They'll love you. They will appreciate you. Man, I thought I was all right doing what I was doing because my cousin who was a preacher told me. But he never did show me in scripture. Man, I appreciate Walker showing me in scripture. Man, my cousin ain't nothing but a jack leg telling me something and didn't have no scripture to back it. And that's how some of us used to be in church. We, we would come to church without a Bible. Don't try to act you always... Took a Bible to church. So, watch this. I'm finna go back in your past. We just want you to be honest tonight. How many of you used to go to church but you didn't take no Bible when you went? Look at the hands around you. I know I didn't take now. I used to take a little bottle of liquor with me. This one I had got crazy though. But, but understand this. You have to understand that if a person rebukes you and is based upon scripture, trying to help you to be better, you should appreciate that person. Now I'm talking from a pastoral standpoint, but I'm, I'm saying anybody that's going to tell you the truth Based upon scripture, you should appreciate that person. See, God's word just right. I say, God's word just right. This is the one thing that's going to stand no matter what. Heaven and earth shall, but not God. Let's go further. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 13. Well, let's go back to Proverbs 13. We've already been there, but let's go back. 
But let's consider verse 18, Proverbs 13 and 18. Latter part of Proverbs 13 and 18. He who regards a rebuke will be honored. Look at it. Proverbs 13 and 18, latter part. Read it with me on one. One. When you regard, you listen to it, and you do the right thing. You listen and do the right thing. When you rebuke, you don't argue. You listen, and you do the right thing. And you're going to be honored or blessed for it. Some of us, when we learn, when, when, when we were rebuked about robbing God and start doing right with God's money, we done been financially stable ever since. Watch this right here. Some of us. We were not stable financially until we got in church and started obeying what God told us. If that be true, let me see your hand if that be true about you. Look, look at that. Hold them hands up for a minute. It's right. Over 30 years, you ain't never been begged to give them that. 30 years. In this church right here, you've never... Nobody, you have never been big. Never big. You've never at this church seen no uh, three and four offerings took up. Now, you've never seen that. You've never heard one of the deacons say, look, we need everybody to get one more dollar. If I get everybody to get one more dollar, we're going we to be all right. And then they turn around and say, well, can anybody give another dollar? You ain't never seen that. Every offering is based upon the scripture. 30 years, you ain't never seen this preacher right here come and say, look, I need $500, and I know it's 500 out there. Bring it him. They ain't never called your house and asked you for no money. Never showed up on your job and asked you for no money. Never asked you to let me see your W-2 to make sure you... And see, all that I'm saying is done in churches. If you're just, you're going to do right. I say, you're going to do right. I have never told you I'm, I'm the tithe. I tithe just like you tithe. <laughs> 
I give offerings just like you give offerings. I'm going to give $163 tonight. And I'm just letting you know some of my business. And I usually do that or more every Tuesday. Yeah, I'll let you in on some of my business. But don't be going to your dinner table over your cousin's house t- <laughs> telling all my business that I just shared with you. But why you shared it? Because I want you to know I ain't teaching or preaching nothing that I'm not the first partaker of. You understand what I'm saying? We got to read this verse one more time. And then we're going on. Proverbs 13 and 18. But he who regards a rebuke will be what? When God rebukes you, whether it's about tithe, whether it's about prayer, or anything else, if he rebukes you trying to tell you to do this because it's going to make you better, don't fight God. Don't try to get in Scripture and try to, try to find a way out of doing what's, what's right. Understand this. When I'm wrong, I'm just When you're wrong, you just But on the flip side of that, if I'm right, I'm just and if you're right, you're just. But let's, let, let's don't get to the point where we're trying to fix or justify. Wrong, we're just wrong. And some things you're you wrong about, it's just going to take you time to get that thing right. You didn't like me saying that, but I'm just telling you the truth. Why is it going to take time? Because you just got to make up in your mind to do it. Because guess what? As, as much power as he has, he's not going to twist your arm to do nothing. As I mean, he says things like Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient. If you, it's your choice. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Not going to twist nobody's arm. It's going to tell you what you need to do and see if you're going to act accordingly. And I'm not going to twist no arm. I used to try to twist arms. I, I ain't doing that no more. I'm 63. I ain't got time to be twisting no arms around here. Yeah? Y'all understand? Okay, let's go back to the primary text. Back to Proverbs 19. Let me, let me get ready to, to bring it on in. Rebuke one who has understanding and he will, or he or she will, discern knowledge. You got to understand that, but you done been shown you're still not as perfect as you think you are. But this is the wonderful thing right here. When a person who has understanding is rebuked, the person discerns knowledge. You know what pastor said, hypnotose, but 
it wasn't nothing but right. It was right. Yeah, Pastor, he, he came down my he came down my, my row. <laughs> he came down my row. <laughs> he ain't been with me, so I know that wasn't nothing but God. <laughs> And it was just right. Y'all being so nice tonight. I'm getting ready to drop something on you though. One antithesis. Matter of fact, it's the primary antithesis of, of, of knowledge. Is ignorance. And ignorance, in the simplest sense, is, is you just don't know. You're just not aware of something. But then, ignorance in a higher level is when you do know. You just don't want to do right. Simple definition and a more complex definition. And sometimes we know, but again, we just don't want to do, do right. Let me show you what the scriptures say you acting like when, when, you, when you do that. Let's go, to, let's go to Psalm 73. And everybody loving the pastor. We've already established that. Psalm 73 and 22. And we're going to see if you can... Find yourself in this verse. Psalm 73 and 22. The psalmist said, I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast. Now this is who he's saying he was like before God. I was like a beast before you. Figuratively, acting like a beast is acting irrational, senseless, and theologically unjust. Acting like you ain't saved. Bible. I was like a beast. Now, now this is a man that, that eventually repented. But when he was in his mess, in hindsight, he said, you know what? I was like a beast before you. I wasn't treating you like God. I wasn't treating you like the one that brought me out of my mess. I, I wasn't treating you like the one that helped 
me when my own folk wouldn't help me. I was like a beast. That's what he said. But, but notice this. It stems from him being foolish and ignorant. Have you ever been there before? You, you know, a fool talk crazy talk. The psalmist said, the fool has said in his heart, which in one sense represents his choices, there is no God. Lord, if you hear me, <laughs> you've been that foolish before where you, you, act, you act like God ain't hearing you. He must not want to heal me. Well, why he say he going to heal you? He must not be going to bless me. Lord, they just fired me. I need a job. His eyes go to and fro. He already know it. And he already working it out. Why? Because when it comes to his children, all things work together for the but you got to have that understanding because if not, you'll get to acting like a beast. If you get to going through trouble and, and you, you ain't counting all joy, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing according to the scripture, you're acting like a beast. And based upon the text, a beast is foolish. Before who? God. They've been taught better, but you're acting like a beast. Say to your neighbor, I still love the best. Now look at that person out of the eye and say, do you? But, but going back to the text, when you are a person of understanding, even while you're being rebuked, you're discerning knowledge. Man, he really stepped on my toe, but man, he gave me a revelation. Getting rebuked, but the rebuke is your rank. When, when your rain will come, sometime it'll make you shout. Woo! God going to bless me. A mature person will shout. When their rhema is a rebuke and praise God for the rebuke. Y'all still all right? When you discern knowledge, you recognize that God is wonderful. Matter of fact, let me show you something. 
Let's go to uh, Psalm 139. Lord, let me close it. Let me close with this. Psalm 139. I'm going to stop right after this one. Because y'all ain't got quiet. I, I upset somebody. I, I forewarned you, though, it was going to be like a drop. And it hit the zone hard. Notice this right here, what, what the psalmist says about knowledge in reference to God. I'm going to start at verse 5, Psalm 139, verse, verse 5. He says, you have hedged me behind and before is his protection. And laid your hand, his hand represents power. And laid your hand upon me. You done protected me. And you done gave me some power. And get this. He knows it. And that's the reason he says in verse 6. Such knowledge. You got to discern knowledge. Such knowledge is too wonderful. Help me. The main thing I want you to get as, as I close it. Based upon what the psalmist states here is God's knowledge is wonderful. Say to your neighbor, God's knowledge. I have knowledge that's divine. That's divine. Is wonderful. Look at somebody and say, God's knowledge. Are having, knowledge are having knowledge that is divine, divine. is wonderful. It's wonderful. Now look, look, look how he talked about it. It's too wonderful for, for me. He knew God was blessing him. Now this is stemming from when you get rebuked, you discern what? Knowledge. Or when you consider this verse, you get something wonderful when you're rebuked. Two simple definitions of wonderful, and I'm and I'm I'm done. First definition of wonderful is something exceedingly pleasing. Something that makes you real, real, real. Go to the country with me. Real happy. Country folks who keep saying real, 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 real. Happy. Something that makes you real happy. Last definition of, of wonderful. Something that is Exactly what you needed. Man, this is so wonderful. Lord, I needed this. It's just like being out in that 98 degree weather. Forgot your Yeti cooler. 
sweat just pouring down. Somebody pulls up. Want a bottle of water? <laughs> Thank you so much. This is so <laughs> This is so wonderful. And that's how we need to take rebuke. We need to discern knowledge. And recognize it as wonderful. And I'm, I'm done. Let's get a lot of hand to praise.